John Moffitt as Chief Underwriting Officer and Active Underwriter at Syndicate 1200 in London, you have a, a pretty unique perspective on Lloyd's. So, you know, trading has always been done face-to-face -face there for hundreds of years. So with the coronavirus pandemic, how have brokers, underwriters, and insureds adapted to a new way of doing business? Prior to this pandemic, we were moving over very slowly onto electronic trading platforms. And so we were set targets a few years ago to try and move towards putting more business through it, just because it makes more sense economically to place more business through that. And a lot of the big brokers had actually invested quite heavily in the technology. But what this has done is it's forced a lot of the other brokers onto using this platform, not just from a point of view of binding risk, but actually from for cradle to grave so that you put the submissions on there and also binding our lines. So we've been binding electronically, but all of a sudden we shot up from maybe 30, 40% of our risks to over 80% of our risks being bound through this medium. So if the pandemic is accelerating the shift to digital platforms, what's the long-term effect going to be on, on the Lloyd's model that's just, it's been built on in-person relationships? Yeah, so I think that's another good question. So I think, you know, a lot of syndicates now are looking at their office space and Lloyd space because we must be only one of the industries where we have two offices that we pay for on a daily basis. So we are sort of, we're looking at it as our other syndicates and saying, okay, do we need that space at Lloyd's? Do we need the box at Lloyd's? Will it be trading in our office as a trading floor. So we reduce the costs and shift the trading platform away from the room. But will Lloyd's allow that? You know, will that come, will they allow that from the, the fees that we pay? And will they want that to happen? So I, I think there's gonna be a shift. And also there's a, there's a shift in mentality by the, the people that work within the market to say, I've been wasting probably two to three hours of my day commuting when actually I could be working more remotely. I think the brokers definitely want the underwriters back in the room because it gives them an edge over the negotiation so they can come back time and time again to readdress some of the points in the negotiation of the price. So you think there are, there's always going to be some element of, of an in-person relationship at Lloyd's? I think there will be and, and it might be that we get together for the, the big renewal meetings and then the, the rest of it will be done remotely, either from home or from the office. But, you know, if you, if you look at the, you know, the, the FTSE and the, the New York Stock Exchange, they've been digitalized platforms for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I, I think the history of Lloyd's is great, but actually sooner or later we need to make this big shift. And maybe the pandemic has accelerated that significantly. Well, let's widen the lens a little bit. So what are examples of current exposures and claims that are stemming from the coronavirus pandemic? Yeah, so the, the main areas where, and, and I want to talk about direct and indirect. So if we focus on the direct exposure where businesses have bought communicative disease cover, they're mainly in the contingency area where we're talking about big sporting events. We're talking about conference and exhibition facilities. Now, most of those event organizers 
buy back a communicable disease cover. And that comes at a small AP. So a lot of the direct claims that we're seeing coming in at the moment are for cancelled events. As you know, there are no big sporting events happening. You know, they've just started to open up some of the football in Europe at the moment in the German Bundesliga. But, you know, when is the next time we're going to see 50,000 people watching a, a, a soccer game? Or, you know, towards the end of the year when US football starts opening up? You know, are these events going to have big crowds? And also, there's multiple streams of buying here. So sometimes it could be the venue that's buying to protect its profits, or it could be the media that are buying. So depending on which interest that you have insured in this, you could go claims free if you're doing the media rights and it's held behind closed doors. But if you're doing the ticket refund, mm -hmm. then potentially you could pay a total loss. I think the other difficulty is with the cancellation business is that if we were insuring this from quake or wind, mm -hmm. which would normally be the perils that we're concerned about, there's a time that the event has finished and there's no, we're out of wind season and then you start to reorganize those events and you reschedule them. With this pandemic is that there is no real clear view of when we can organize an event for let's say, I don't know, November this year, or do we put it in February next year? So there isn't a clear line of sight of when these events can open up again, which makes it problematic for the event organisers. But they're also shifting as well. They're moving some of their events to virtual events, which it might be a complete shift in their business model going forward, and it reduces the costs and expenses of venues and hotels for them, and also cuts down the cost of people buying flights and hotels to actually commit to those conferences. Well, given, given that, that we don't really know what the future holds, how is underwriting going to change moving forward? Yeah, so as when September the 11th happened, the change of underwriting came about as far as terms and conditions and coverage that were afforded. So all of a sudden you had terror exclusions put in, which were given prior to that date. You also had nuclear, chemical, biological exclusions. And in the same way, we have started to apply exclusionary language to policies, mainly in the contingency area where we were affording coverage, but also to clarify coverage in certain areas where it could, could have been deemed to be not transparent. So I think in certain areas, people have been more clear and precise about their policy language. But in, in certain cases, on, on certain lines of business, it's a risk-based approach because there is no direct exposure to pandemic cover. So when we, when we spoke a few days ago, you mentioned that the, that the industry is affected not just by the pandemic, but really the wide, also the wider impact on the world economy. So talk about that. How is the insurance industry being affected by what's happening to the economy around the world? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it's, it's very wide-ranging. So if you look at the insurance industry insures hotels throughout the world, the footfall through hotels and the hospitality industry is minimal at the moment. So the premiums that we get from those risks are reduced because of the values of the business interruption that they're insuring against. So that's reduced. 
we also in the trade credit environment because of the deal flow slowed down and also because we're moving into a, into a recession there's less appetite for people with the uncertainty around the financial economics there's also you know if you can imagine there's a lot of people that aren't working at full pace at the moment so people like architects engineers they're not incurring the same fees that they used to so that has a knock-on effect onto the premiums that the insurance industry receives also you know we insure MA, so mergers and acquisitions and another area is there is no m a happening at the moment so the income in that area has fallen off dramatically as well. So there's going to be a knock-on effect of premiums throughout 2020 and into 21. And that brings its own problems for us for financial forecasting going forward. Right. So how does, how does all this affect Argo's client base? That's a good question. I, I think it, a small proportion of our um, client base have some coverage afforded to them that they've purchased. But in the main, it's really us trying to support them through a very uncertain time, whether that be, you know, payment holidays or if some of the businesses are actually shut down that we we give them cover, but on a restricted basis. So really trying to work with the brokers and their clients to ensure that they transition through this pandemic as smoothly as possible. And unfortunately, in some circumstances, there are going to be some casualties as far as businesses going to the wall. But we're trying to support our client base as much as we can at the moment. If you take a look a year or two into the future, and, and hopefully we're past the worst of this by then, what do you think the, the biggest shift will be to the insurance industry? And when you think about that, what, how will it change for the better? We've been used to as an industry of climbing on planes and traveling all over the world to see our clients, brokers, insureds, MGAs, cover holders. Internally as well, we've done a lot of travel. And I think that will change. I think the, the want and also the time that has been spent on traveling in the past, I think people will look at it and say, actually, I could jump on a VC and, and do that hour call. There'll always be a need to sit down and have face-to-face meetings, but I think um, it will be a massive reduction in the amount that we travel. And also, I think, as we touched on in the first instance, trading electronically will probably get to 95% within the next 18 months, I would suggest. Hence, the, you know, the mitigating the, the need to do the face-to-face in a in a Lloyd's environment. Well, it'll be really interesting if we can sit down and talk in 18 or 24 months to see first if we're gonna do it in person or, or over Zoom. And it'll be really interesting to see how things have shaken out in, in the next year or two. So John, I really appreciate you taking time to talk. It's, it's fascinating to hear what's happening in the insurance industry in general and specifically at Lloyd's. Thank you. 